This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Back on December 2nd, Gulfstream Park's championship race series began and will continue to run through until the end of March. You may recall that on that show, we recently visited with Jason Blewett, who was part of Gulfstream Park's recognizable on-site handicapping broadcast team. And today, we will meet another member of the team, Acacia Courtney. Acacia, besides being one of the track's on-air handicapping personalities, is also founder of the nonprofit Racing for Home, which is dedicated to repurposing off-track thoroughbreds for new careers after the racetrack and, which I might add, her mother Sherry helps to run as well. Shortly on today's show, we will be speaking with Acacia, who has made it a point to surround herself with a lifestyle where horses play a significant role. We like that. And are a passion that have been a part of her life for almost forever. Also today, back in the summer, we interviewed Meadowlands Racetrack CEO Jason Settlemoyer in one of our earlier shows. And as the harness track heads into its winter meet, now at the East Weatherford, New Jersey facility, the track just recently released a $20 million stake schedule for 2021, including the return of the $6.5 million Breeders' Crown. Good news for the Meadowlands. Well, we will be joined by Jason and talk about this and also everything Meadowlands related. Finally, Woodbine Mohawk Park once again offers a great car to harness racing tonight, and we will try to locate some possible betting opportunities as well as other hidden potential betting nuggets at several other North American tracks racing today in our Pony picks of the day. Can you hear the money falling? It's going to be a great show and you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready for some heavy duty action. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we talk about some of the recent happenings in the horse racing world. Stay with us. Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine. Back in a moment. Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert in all things ponies and the Santa Claus of horse racing betting, the one and only, ho, 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 Larry Simpson. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it was uh, some uh, sad news for horse racing fans across the world. Uh, a Canadian bred racehorse who's known around the world, awesome again, passing away at the age of 26. Yes, and it was kind of uh, shocking. He just retired a couple of years ago from the uh, the stallion barn. 
Uh, he was actually the richest Canadian bred racehorse ever, a Queen's Plate winner, Breeders' Cup winner. And he was, from a sire standpoint, he sired the, the great uh, Ghost Zapper and uh, several other horses. So it was, it was kind of sad. He was at the um, Old Friends Kentucky aftercare facility, and he'd, he'd just been moved there, uh, I think, about a year or so ago. And, it's almost uh, like a singer's home for horses, when people don't realize exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. All your retired horses go there, and, and it, it's quite the place. It's quite the operation, and uh, uh, Michael Blowen has uh, has got a pretty good uh, ship going there for him. And uh, this horse was owned by, uh, in his racing career and as, as, a, as a stallion, by uh, Frank Stronach's uh, Adina Springs firm. So... Uh, Lots of Canadian content there. It's pretty amazing, Larry. You think about the, the resume awesome again as a racehorse and then as a stallion siring 13 millionaires, five multimillionaires, as well as four Breeders' Cup champions. That's that's an incredible legacy. It was. Uh, he, he was at the top of his game, uh, both at, on the track and in the breeding shed. Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. And just another example of what the Stronach Group was doing when it comes to horse racing. Well, one of the big names in horse racing, not just in Canada, but in North America, is the Stronach Group. And one of their key people who does such great work educating and informing people and entertaining people with the world of horse racing is Acacia Courtney. She joins us in Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Acacia, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you for such a nice intro, too. I appreciate that. Well, but it's it's well-deserved, and that's what it has been in 2020, is Larry and I have talked about this a lot in the last few months, a lot of new eyes and new people being introduced to horse racing, and people like you, Acacia, are introducing them to why it's such a great sport and people love it so much. It has really been a unique year, to say the least, but we're really grateful for just such amazing fans that have continued to not only watch racing or maybe start watching racing as there was, of course, a time where there weren't any other sports really on TV, um, but continuing to wager and support racing. That's how uh, the wheels keep turning, and, and it means a lot to be able to be part of keeping the, the engine running, so to speak, and be part of both Gulfstream Park and the New York Racing Association, where we were able to kind of overcome adversity and, and keep racing throughout uh, throughout the pandemic. So there's been a lot of challenges, but I'm really grateful to the fans who've continued all the support and, and can't wait to the day that I get to see the apron packed with uh, cheering people once again. Horse racing has been pretty much in your life for a long time, hasn't it? Not that long, actually. Uh, compared to some people, I'm, I'm relatively new to the game. This is my fifth winter working for the Stronic Group in Gulfstream Park, and before that, for about a year, I worked with the Horse Racing Radio Network and America's Best Racing. And prior to that, I really didn't have any official involvement in horse racing at all. Um, horses have been in my life forever. I started riding at a young age, and then when I was 17, I started with my mother, a nonprofit called Racing for Home for X-Race Horses. So I've been involved in the world of aftercare for over 10 years. But um, compared to most, I'm, I'm very new to the sport of horse racing. But for someone like you, Acacia, who was introduced to the sport, as you mentioned, later in life, but got hooked, and for anyone else that gets hooked, what is it for you and other people that once they do get introduced to the world of horse racing, they, they really can't stop it? One of the things that appeals most to me about horse racing is that you can never really feel like okay, I've made it. I know there everything that there is to know. And I think many sports are like that, where you're always trying to be better. There's always things to work on, to improve on. And in horse racing, you learn every single day. There's so much excitement 
on the racetrack with the actual races, but it's only a couple of minutes on the track, and there's so much that goes into the behind-the-scenes work, and it really is almost kind of addicting, with the, whether you're uh, intrigued by the wagering side of things or you just like the excitement or you're somebody like me who's a huge animal lover and, and loves seeing these just incredible athletes perform on the racetrack. I love all the different facets of the sport. Let's talk about you being a, a huge animal lover. You mentioned about the Racing for Home charity. How did that all come about with uh, your mother? Uh, when I was a teenager, I had found out that there are cases where some horses, after their racing careers are over, um, could end up in bad situations and might be sent to slaughter. And it was something that had shocked me and, and bothered me. And so I took my mom and we were at that time where I wanted to get a horse. And I said, well, I really want to get one off the track, get an X-Race horse. And we didn't really know what that entailed at the time because retraining an X-Race horse, there are a lot of stereotypes associated with that. And there still are. And at that time, back in 2009, it was tough to find a show barn that was willing to take a horse off the racetrack, even if it was a mare. It wasn't a, a colt or a stallion or anything like that. So that was the challenge, and then figuring out how to transition into a new career. But thoroughbreds are just amazing animals. They're so willing to please. They're so intelligent, and they're so perceptive. And I think that that's why they so easily transition into new careers, show horses, sport horses, therapeutic riding animals. And um, that one horse that we got from the backstretch of Suffolk Downs, Palace Diva, back in 2009, who's still with my family, she was the catalyst to do it the right way. So I filled out all the paperwork. 501c3 status, and then a big goal we achieved back uh, last year in 2019. Um, our organization was accredited by the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance, one of just 74 aftercare organizations to meet their high standards. So I was really, really proud of that. I'm sure there's some listeners, Acacia, who are Googling race for home, uh, racing for home right now <laughs> to try to figure out. But for a lot of people are also wondering, well, if I have a thoroughbred, I want to buy it after it's done racing, how long of a transition would it take before it becomes like a, just a horse you can ride? Unfortunately, there's no one-size-fits-all formulator. Uh, horses are like people. They have their own personalities. Sometimes you will get a horse that had an injury that ended its career, or it could have just been that the horse wasn't fast enough to com compete on the racetrack. So there's different cases. Of course, the ones that are dealing with injury after their racing careers are done require a layup time afterwards. So that's why I really recommend to anybody that's interested in adopting an X-Race horse to go through an organization that's accredited by the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance because they've done the work to make sure that that organization is doing things the right way. And there are many throughout um, wherever you are to find out a way uh, to help somebody kind of be the middleman, so to speak. So they have already kind of taken a look at the horse, if there's an injury that needs to be addressed or any sort of attitude issues coming off the racetrack. And they've helped to kind of identify what that horse's strengths are already so you can find the one that fits you well. Um, taking a horse directly off the racetrack is a tough task, and you have to be experienced in order to do it. But there are many organizations and individuals out there to help you with that process. Okay, let's get back to your role at uh, Gulfstream now. Uh, you're in, in the paddock and uh, you're, you're giving the overview on the horses and that. What do you try to portray to the, the betters or the people that are watching the paddock show and that? I always say I try to give information that you can't find on paper. 
people have access to the racing form or whatever kind of past performances they use when they're handicapping the races. But uh, a benefit that I have is that I take extensive notes on every single horse that I see. So especially if I've seen the horse before, I can go back on my iPad to that day, see the notes that I had made on that afternoon, um, and, and I watch the replays again as well any sort of physical notes I may have, pedigree notes, things like that. I do a lot of research before heading out into the paddock. So, yes, sometimes it's a first-glance view that I'm seeing there, but oftentimes uh, I'll have a little bit of an idea heading into it. For instance, if I saw a horse one day who's debuting in a maiden special weight sprinting on the main track and my comments were that I'd love to see this horse go along on the turf, and then we see him entered back in a race like that a few weeks later. Those are where I feel like I can really kind of find some of those good prices and, and things like that. This is a real early Christmas present for horse racing fans listening all over, especially online around the world. Uh, keep up the amazing work and entertaining and informing us, and I hope you have a great holidays and all the best in 2021. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me on today, guys. See you, Keisha. Take care. When we come back, the Metal Lens, Jason Settlemore joining us, and we'll talk about the track's 2021 hardest racing season, and it's a big one, on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one app for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 450 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jim Lang with Larry Simpson. When we launched Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine a few months back, we were joined by one Jason Settlemoyer, the CEO of the New Jersey-based racetrack, the Meadowlands. And like every racing facility in North America, there has been obvious consequences from the pandemic, and I'm quite sure that his track has not been immune to them. Recently, though, the Meadowlands announced a schedule of stakes races for 2021 totaling, get this, $20 million. And the schedule also includes the return of the $6.5 million Breeders' Crown, perhaps adding some light at the end of this tunnel. Here to talk more about this and other Meadowlands business, Jason Settlemoyer. Jason, welcome to the show. Always a pleasure to have you on, sir. I mentioned off the top, it brings some light to the end of the tunnel, not just for horse racing fans, but all of us, when you see your schedule for 2021 and the amount of money that's on the line and some of the stakes races, that just, it, it gets a, it's a good positive vibe feeling. Yeah, no, it is. It's a really good positive vibe feeling. And, you know, the best part about it is, is that uh, we're bringing the Breeders' Crown back in 2021. So um, we're excited about that. And, you know, along with the Hamiltonian, the Meadowlands Pace, and our slew of other stake races. And, uh, you know, I'm always excited about our stake races that we have at the Meadowlands. But adding the the Breeders' Crown to the list just kind of like puts the, uh, the icing on the cake. 
How many years is this that you've run, had the uh, Breeders' Crown, Jason? Uh, you know, we haven't had it sent for for a few years, so, you know, it's making its return back to East Rutherford. So I, I think it's been since 2012 or 13 since we've had them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it might have been – it might have been uh, – earlier than that but um or sooner than that but you know it, it's always nice to have them at the meadowlands and you know and showcase the top horses in the world jason we've talked to uh, people involved in the horse racing industry across north america over the last few months and the one thing that comes up time and time again is everyone seems grateful the fact that there's still horse racing that to watch it to bet on it to be a part of it are you getting that same feedback from you and the people who love the meadowlands as much as they do yeah, no, it's it's certainly uh, you know it, it it's certainly been nice to continue to be able to race at the Meadowlands, um, you know, and I think everybody's grateful for what we've been able to accomplish in 2021, especially uh, with the pandemic, you know, that we've had. So, um, you know, look at the end of the day, you know, um, horse racing is has had some tough times and you know, continues to experience some tough times, but we're trying to do things right at our properties, the Meadowlands, Tioga, and Burnham with these stake races. And, you know, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day as well, that people are extremely happy that for the most part, we've been able to to race through this pandemic with the exception there of a, a couple of months. So. What's the landscape been like at the Meadowlands, Jason? Has it been uh, some spectators or, or none at all? No, there has, it's been, well, we, at first we were, we were racing live without spectators, and then we went back to spectators uh, with a reduced capacity, and then it just, you know, as the pandemic has continued to, to come around, um, or the, the virus has continued to come around and numbers have increased, we've had to cut back in certain areas as far as the uh, capacity is concerned. Have you noticed any of the sports betters becoming horse racing betters? No, just the opposite. The opposite. We're, we're seeing our horse racing betters become sports betters. And, you know, so that's a little tough to swallow at times. But, you know, I think there's some things in the pipeline that you'll start to see in 2021 that um, where people will, you know, start gravitating over to the horse racing side as well. So, What other things can you do to flip that narrative, Jason? It's tough. Uh, you know, because, you know, a lot of people at the end of the day, um, you know, they realize that when they, when they bet on horse racing, uh, what the takeout rates are compared to what other industries that you're able to bet on, you know, so, um, I think that that's one issue that we still have to tackle is, is the takeout rate. But, you know, like I said, in 2021, I think you're going to see some positive changes, uh, at the Meadowlands racetrack as we continue to try to be, innovative and lead the way that was actually my next question COVID aside it's going to be better at the meadowlands correct in 2021 well i hope so i mean if you if covid if covid just disappears you know it'd be fantastic i don't think that that's going to happen though so we're just going to have to see where the the vaccine goes from here and and how many people actually how many people actually take it and so that we can kind of get to herd immunity, um, as we've all been talking about, and see where it goes from there. I mean, it, it's, you know, if COVID goes away, you know, I'm not sure, you know, quite honestly, at the end of the day, uh, for people that have been in lockdowns 
states that have been in lockdowns like we have been for the most part and reduced capacities and and you know with food and beverage and actually the number of people that are able to be there I'm not sure how much of the retail business is actually going to return because people are betting online you know jason we've heard stories about major league baseball teams have lost a ton of money because they can't have fans in the stadium buying concessions and buying shirts and hats and whatnot and all sports sports franchises have taken a hit i mean do you have any thought any indication when they'll start allowing more and more fans to horse racing to live sports events in america i it, you know i don't i mean it's just gonna have to be how we'll see how pfizer does with this vaccine and moderna now um you know and see where they're where they're headed to and how many people actually get vaccinated for it and you know uh i've had several people that have been very close to me that have wound up with uh with COVID 19. um i've had people that have that you know they had underlying circumstances that have passed away from it and from you know to, and i know people that had COVID that had experienced no symptoms but and i like currently my mother right now has COVID 19 and uh, she can't taste, but other than that, she, you know, in a little bit of a stuffy nose, she's been okay. As far as the Meadowlands moving forward with your stake schedule and your $20 million and the Breeders' Crown coming back, uh, 2021 should be pretty good for you, is right? Yeah, we, you know, 2021 should be great from a, from a stake standpoint, from an export standpoint, and people betting on our signal from, you know, throughout the world. I'm just concerned about the retail part of it right now and how much we can get back because obviously that affects everything. It affects everything from program sales to food and beverage and, you know, some of those key things that you need to make an operation uh, continue, you know, a horse racing operation continue to, to eke out uh, profits. So um, keep your fingers crossed that, you know, um, we can get back to normal and, and get the retail business uh, back to normal as well. So, but that time will tell with that. Well said, Jason. All the best to you and the family. And here's hoping 2021 is great for you and your family and great for the Meadowlands. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody. And happy New Year. Ready to get 2020 out of here and <laughs> usher 2021 in. That's for sure. No kidding. Yeah, Thanks, Jason. You got it. Thanks. After the break, Larry Simpson breaking down some action at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight and a betting nugget or two for some other North American tracks racing today because that's what he does. Your Dark Horse app and HPI account are going to be overheating today. Stick with us for Larry's much talked about his coveted Pony Picks of the Day. Loving it. Ponies 20 the radio magazine brought to you by Woodbine Racetrack and Woodbine Mohawk Park and Ontario Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other betting gems as Larry gives us his pony picks of the day. Larry, make us the money. 
I will try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've been really good, though. You've been on a bit of a roll. A bit of a roll, but, uh, you know, fingers crossed, it, it keeps going. We get some Christmas money in, so. Well, it, it, your timing would be good with that. Exactly, exactly. So let's start at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and let's get right at it, race one. Uh, it's a one-mile trot. Uh, I like the number four horse on the ropes. <laughs> I like the name. Yes, very nice. <laughs> a lot of people can relate to that name, maybe. Uh he uh, raced big his last start. He made an early first-up move, went to the front, and opened up turning for home. And uh, it looked like he was home free and just got a little bit tired. But obviously this early effort maybe weakened him a little bit, but it's also a good sign. It was his best race in about uh, three or four races. So it looks like he's coming back into form. And uh, I like the fact that he raced a little bit differently, too. He had been trying to come from off the pace. Well, they, they used him a little bit early and got him to the front and that. So that's usually a good sign, too, that he's starting to round back in the shape. So race one, number four, on the ropes. And then the, uh, the 11th race tomorrow night is the, um, or uh, 11th race tonight, I should say, is the, uh, the jackpot high five. Uh, which has a jackpot carryover of over $335,000. So by holy. the time they get some live money in there, it's probably going to be maybe close to a half a million. Nice. Yeah. So it's the, uh, as I say, it's the 11th race. And uh, I'm not going to try to pick five horses, but maybe a couple that I would throw into the mix. Uh, the number two horse, Mock Code. Uh, he looks like he has a very good shot. And our, our friend Scott Young is uh, back on him to, to drive him. He, uh, again, kind of like on the ropes, uh, went to the front and, and showed some early speed his last start. So he looks like he's rounding in the form. And I, the five horse rocking in heaven, uh, he uh, did the same thing. I, I like horses that show some early speed in that. He did that in his last start. He looks like he's coming into form. And the six horse Tiger's Way uh, is uh, dropping down a tiny little bit and looks like he has a good shot in there. So... There's three horses of the five. Before we get to other tracks, I know a couple of listeners have sent messages in about there's some flurries of wet snow in the forecast. How much would that affect the drivers and, and everything with standard bread at Mohawk when they're racing tonight? Well, I, I guess it, it, it depends on, on the you know propensity of the, the snow mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and the wetness and that. Like it's an all-weather track, so it's uh, it doesn't really get sloppy. It, it it can hold a lot of moisture in that, but it can if it comes down hard. And I've seen the the snow come down hard at Mohawk, and it will pile up very quickly. And it uh, you know does maybe cause a little bit of uh, issues with uh, steering and, and that. So, uh, but um, you know they usually get the graders out and, and uh, you know get it cleared off so that they can keep racing. So. I mean, I mean the good thing is it doesn't look like there's any real significant accumulation tonight for the drivers. So it's just more just dealing with it. I think it is, and like we we spoke a couple of shows back about the the wind and that, and and wind is actually a, a bigger issue than than what the the snow would be because the the, the wind if it hits the, the horse the wrong way it could kind of cut off their air a bit. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. But uh, snow, you know, horses are pretty, pretty game animals, and 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 uh, you know, I think uh, they, they they the cold weather it doesn't really hurt them that much. Severe cold maybe, but uh, not what we're getting right now. Hurts me. Okay, what else? <laughs> what else do you have? Your pony picks of the day, Larry. Okay, uh, let's uh, go to Gulfstream. Uh, we had a cache on earlier, and at race ten. It's a seven furlong uh, stakes race. It's called the Mister Prospector for a purse of a hundred thousand dollars. There's a large field of twelve. A lot of contenders, but I'm going to take a shot with number four, High Cal. 
Um, this is a lightly raced horse uh, from the Todd Pletcher's barn. Todd Pletcher's been winning a lot of races uh, lately at Gulfstream. And this horse has been laid off since about February, but he's had some tremendous works. And interestingly enough, uh, Pletcher has had two or three horses come back with this same pattern, layoff, good works, and, and, and win. Um, back in 2019, Heikel actually won the Gotham Stakes, which is a early prep for the Kentucky Derby. So he does have some talent, and they had a lot of... Uh, you know, an outlook for this horse to be, uh, you know, possibly a derby contender in that. Mm -hmm. And I guess things just uh, went off the rails or that. But I like the fact that he's won at the seven furlong distance. He's a fresh horse. So number four, Heikel, in the uh, 10th race, the Mr. Prospector. Uh, Fairgrounds in uh, New Orleans have got several stakes races uh, today. And uh, one is the the Blushing KD. And uh, it's... Uh, it's quite a competitive field. I'm going to lean to number eight horse, Secret Message. Uh, this uh, mare has been racing in graded stakes. In fact, her, her last start was E.P. Taylor Stakes uh, here at Woodbine, and she finished third, and it's a grade one, and this is an, a non-graded stakes. So uh, there's been a trainer change. Uh, uh, Graham Motion was training it. Brad Cox is training it now. Brad Cox is winning just about everything, and he puts Flo Giroux on, who's his main rider. Ah. So, uh, friend of the show, yeah. So, in the 11th race at uh fairgrounds, number eight, secret message looks like the horse to beat. Beautiful, thanks again for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24 7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at the Ponies 247 Experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 247 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Uh, stick around with 105.9 of the region all weekend long. We'll be back here on Monday morning. Uh, Larry, before I forget, Merry Christmas to you and the family, and I hope Santa Claus is good to you guys. You too. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and Ontario Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9, the region.